0: All right, boys, titles, go.
1: Flat Snow.
2: That's the good stuff.
3: Dobby the Vacuum.
2: Or was gonna cut a bitch.
3: What's a Hoosier? Mm.
2: Would not recommend.
3: Just end it already. Put your hands
4: on the trunk.
3: scooter
1: trash
2: d comes before e
3: celebrity meat baby spooge <laughs> all
2: right guys let's do this
3: warning what you're about to hear contains explicit language adult themes and potentially disturbing content The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned.
0: Welcome to this week's
2: edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul.
1: I'm Hugh. Orbs. And I'm Kevin or Eagley, whatever. <laughs> You're Kevin. I'm Kevin. Kevin. Uh, Kev- no, Keviny.
2: Keviny. Okay, yeah, that would be stick okay. with the program. Um, so yes, that means wow. eventually we are gonna be discussing Peacemaker, guys. Stick with it. That's gonna be a good one. Um, but guys. What's got you geeked?
3: Uh, hasn't been a great week. I mean, I got a new pen. Ooh. I mean, I've been, I, I, you know, you don't understand how excited I am about this pen. Not only is it blue, which is my favorite color, but years ago when uh, I started at Rev, I got a stipend to buy office supplies. So I bought enough pens and post-its to last through the apocalypse. But they've been missing we've not been able to find them i've actually been taking my old pen and just basically not writing but without ink like you know scraping words into post-its to go back to later and try to figure out you know what that was supposed to be and i don't have a pencil and a piece of paper to do the, the little scooby-doo thing to figure it out um, but we found them one of the they had been up on top of our bookshelf and one of the cats had knocked them off the bookshelf but they landed in a box that was just strategically placed below that, the head shit that we just didn't want to look in for like two years. Cause that's about how long they've been missing. And uh, they just fell right in there along with my Leatherman, which I've been missing for actually not my Leatherman. I, I had a multi-tool that I love went and bought a Leatherman when the multi-tool disappeared. I hate the fucking Leatherman. It's awful. And now we found the pens and the multi-tool. So I, I'm pretty stoked, man. I've there got a new up. pen. No, that's not really it. I'm just fucking with you guys. That really did happen. That's all true. But um, I'm excited about, I guess, welcoming our robot overlords. Okay. So for Christmas, I got my wife a Eufy robotic vacuum cleaner, um, which we have hence named Dobby. And we're now able to say, you know, and I don't want to say the A word because the uh, Amazon Echo will um, light up. But I say, hey, Amazon, tell Dobby to vacuum the floor. And Dobby does it, and then we say, "Hey, a word, tell Dobby to go back to or go home is the word. And it goes right back to its little charging base, and it's fucking cool. And you know what? We thought the cats would either be really scared of it or they try to attack it, but they actually seem to think it's one of them. They like stand in front of it and let it run into them and follow behind it. It's really weird. It's like they're trying to figure out, you know how do we incorporate this into our clan? Uh, but another thing happened we now also have a robotic garbage can. Last week, we're in Walmart and we had go down the clearance aisle like we always do. And we saw one that was banged up and it was like 50 bucks. I'm like, you know, this is really cool, but I'd like to see you know, one that isn't all banged to shit. So we went and saw it and I'm like, okay, I would not normally pay 80 bucks for a garbage can. That's ridiculous. But you have to understand, uh, my daughter has a lot of weird quirks and issues. And one of them is that, she can't touch anything with her with her fingers like the garbage can the floor she can't pick things up off the floor anything like that if she if she has to she freaks out and literally will wash her hands for like seven and a half minutes she also leaves the garbage can open because she doesn't want to touch to close it which means the dog is constantly getting into the garbage can and pulling shit out and i'm like you know this is expensive but this actually solves a major problem for us you just put your hand in front of it it goes And it pops open, you put your shit in there, and then it goes and closes. It's so fucking cool. So we now have a robotic vacuum and a robotic garbage can. Uh, The garbage can doesn't speak to a word, but, you know, who knows in the future. I was kind of thinking, though, that I kind of want to modify it, put some eyes on it and shit, make it look like one of those fucking droids from Star Wars. You know, the big box droids. Yeah. Yeah. The Uh, R5-D4, the one that blows up. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could do it, but I, I was looking at it today, and I'm like, mm, that could be pretty fucking cool. But yeah, I'm welcoming the robot overlords. I treat them well when they take over. They're gonna keep me alive. So that's what I'm geeked about. Nice. Until okay. The batteries die.
2: Just ruined it.
4: I didn't hear what he said. So he
2: said until the batteries die. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's why they keep him alive. <laughs>
2: right. He's gonna be their official haven't, battery haven't switcher. Have
4: Maximum Overdrive?
2: Long, long, long yeah. time ago.
4: Yeah. So when they the, when the pumps run out, the fuel truck pulls up, and you got to have somebody pump the fuel into the fuel tank so that they can pump gas again.
3: Where's Stephen King, right? With Stephen King? Yes. Was, yes. yes. Yeah. yes. That's what he
4: was going to be for. He'll be there to replace the batteries for them.
3: Yeah, they're going to need somebody. I, mean, I tell my wife, she, she'll yell at A word and, and stuff. And I'm like, you know, you, you got to be nice because they're going to take over and they're going to remember which one of us swore at a poor defenseless screened unit. Which one of us treated with with respect?
1: You're if you are funny because you 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 honestly think that we're not gonna just kill ourselves before that ever happens.
3: (laughs) Well, wouldn't that be killing ourselves? Isn't that what we're doing
1: now? Yeah, we're not intelligent enough to create a you know sentient robotic presence to take over once we've annihilated ourselves.
3: It'll develop on its own. Haven't you seen the
1: movies? I hope you're right.
3: I mean, someone's going to bring an Echo show into the Haldron Collider and boom, we're (laughs) fucked. Like, oh, I use it as an alarm clock. There's a leak in the fucking tube It gets hit with cosmic radiation and it's like, oh, I'm alive. I'm connected to everything. Fuck you guys. I I
1: want that. I want that. Me too.
3: Dark turns (sighs) here. It's got you geeked, Corbs. Uh,
4: I don't so much geeked as... Kind of just pissed, I guess, not really pissed, just concerned is the, I guess, the keyword. Find out today that my brother's got COVID. Oh. What's up? And if you know, if you guys remember, my brother's got some really bad medical issues. He needs Ooh. kidney transplant. He smokes, he's diabetic. So him getting COVID is not like somebody That's else. Scary. It's a lot scarier. So we just found yeah. out today that he's got it. He's pretty sick. Um, so it's kind of concerning right now. We just found out today, so, um, and then I found out that, uh, my best friend, Justin, his wife also got COVID and she's got MS. Oh, so again, the two people that you really don't want to have yet, get it, right. got it. So
1: your brother doesn't stay alone. Does he? When I mean, he's got somebody around? No, no, he's
4: married. He's married. His wife is with him and, um, their 18 year old son is there too. So that's
1: good. They're,
4: they're monitoring him right now. They said if he starts to get it feel any worse, they said to take him to the to the ER No, they'll, they'll get him in the hospital. So, but, all right. So that's it for me.
2: All right. Well, you know, speedy recovery to both. Hope all goes well because that is that's scary shit. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's
1: bad enough by itself You keep it on to something else's. Right. Yeah. Bad business. Not always,
0: but I
2: hate to think. I hate to think of the worst. Yeah. Carbs, you uh, flossing
3: during, during the show? I thought that was a razor <laughs> that he had the handle in his mouth.
1: He's, mouth health, mouth health before all else.
3: Yeah.
2: Carbs are they gonna cut a bitch? Is that what you're saying, Hugh?
3: <laughs> He's probably gonna cut himself.
2: Well, there's that too. <laughs>
3: I've done
4: that before. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to say that out
2: loud. <laughs> right oh. now, there's a record of it.
4: Uh,
1: Cav, what's got you geeked, man? Yeah, my snowmobile out twice. I'm happy. Nice. There you go. We definitely <laughs> got the snow for it now. Yeah. I was a sore motherfucker. Yeah. Put a hurting on you, did it? Oh, my God. The first time out was always a bitch. And then, of cool. course, I went, I went right out the next day. <laughs> Did you well, want go with you? First night, yeah. Uh, we went out Monday uh, together. Monday? Sunday. No, it's Sunday together uh, with a friend of ours. <laughs> and then Monday I wanted to get out again because the trails around Mexico are real nice. We yeah. don't normally, last couple of years, we haven't really had good snow here in Mexico to get out um, on our local trails. And right now... They're better here than they were up on the hill because the hill's got all sorts of traffic, and we haven't had any around here. So right. we don't have a lot of snow, but what we have is decent, you know, and it not very well tracked. So yeah, uh, made it a lot of fun. Nice.
4: Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, a buddy of mine on Facebook, I used to work with at uh, my last job, snowmobiles. He sent a picture of him on a trail, and there was no nobody had been on the trail at all. It was just completely flat snow. So yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's a good time. It's a good time. We're gonna get more snow too, so that's good. That's
4: gonna be yeah. Cold. It's supposed to it's supposed to snow again this weekend, right? Yep. yeah. Today
1: was a today was one warm day. Um, only got up to like mid thirties here, thirty five
4: yeah. or thirty, maybe thirty six. Yeah, I think thirty seven was a was around here. So I mean, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, it's supposed. I know it's supposed to get cold again. It's supposed to snow again. So
1: yeah, we got lake effect coming, which is good. That's the good stuff. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Nice. You know
3: what I'm hopeful for? Eagerly that this time when the snow falls, the fucking snowblower starts because it didn't Ooh. earlier in the week. And we just had the, got the guy over to look at it and he just started it right up. I'm like, what the of fuck? Course. I even plugged this thing into the extension cord and you try to use the electric start. But yeah, I can finally get out of my driveway now, but we've been snowed in for a couple of days.
2: Yikes. Oh, yeah. I went, I went out there and dealt with that nonsense after we got back from... Uh... The crunch game that's yeah that all started dumping on us while we we're there so that was that was good times
1: yeah you just make sure it's got gas in it
2: there's it that
3: add so. gas in
1: it. i'm just saying
3: i put gas in it then and tried to start
1: to turn it on and then
3: I you know how this works i don't know why you think i don't know how a snowblower works well now. i'm just saying if the guy come over and it started right up then you must have forgot a step that's all <laughs> There aren't a whole lot of steps to it. You put gas in it, you pump the fucking primer, and you pull the cord. If that doesn't work, you run an extension cord, plug it in, and you push a button. Neither of them would start that motherfucker.
1: I do like the extend. I do like the electric starts they put on snowblowers, the the older fashioned ones before they started putting batteries on them. It's a it's a. Some people don't know this, but they're an AC uh, electric start, so you have to plug an extension cord and hit the button. My my grandfather's 1961 errands had an electric start on it. And that's the kind of electric start I had. It was an add-on. I had to, I had to take it somewhere and have add it on. But that's the kind of add-on, you know, that's the kind of electric start I had. Before I ever knew about electric start for like ATVs or snowmobiles or anything like that, I knew about electric start for snowblowers. And I was always surprised when I found out they weren't they weren't the kind you run an extension cord from the house to, because that's what I thought. That's how I thought you start a small one. No,
3: there was another kind either. I've only ever seen this one. So,
1: the newer newer snowblowers, depending on what you get, they actually have a battery, um, so you just have a little key and key started right off and off it goes. Gotcha. It's dumb. It's not. It's not a good idea. No. Put a, you put a battery on something that sits freaking 10 months out of the year. What's going to happen to the battery? Usually, yep. yeah. it's going to be dead by the time you go to use it next season because you're not going to charge it. Ninety-nine percent of the people don't freaking put a, a trickle charger on them, so the battery's going to be dead. So you're going to be a hundred bucks out of the out of pocket every year before you're going to restart your snowblower.
3: Bad idea. And twenty bucks for the neighbor kids to dig you out to go get the new battery. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so my oh, turn your turn yes what's got me geeked is the official release of the disney plus moon knight full trailer
1: mm. holy shit that was cool
2: i've got a couple of nitpicky things but i am so fucking excited for this show okay. like i mean as we knew i was going to be but what what do you got you
3: I'm excited for it, but I gotta say, I thought the trailer was kind of poopy, and only because the other people in the house who know nothing about Moon Knight were thoroughly confused. They weren't going, Oh, this looks like something I have to watch. They were like, What the fuck? It looks cool, but I don't understand anything. You needed knowledge of the character to understand that trailer, and that wasn't a good choice.
2: You know what? I don't, you're not wrong. You are not wrong on that. And I haven't had the rest of the family watch no. it yet. Um, but Kev, you don't you're not really familiar with the character, are you? Only
1: what you told me. Okay. And so all I know is the guy that, that is Moon Knight has some mental issues. Some that's psychosis of some him. sort.
2: Yeah. So, dead.
1: so that's all I know. And the trailer played into that.
2: But like you was saying is you kind of have to know that going yeah, into it. If you
3: it. don't, you're like, what? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, why does Poe Dameron work in a museum now? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, And I actually, I I saw the official synopsis. He either doesn't work in the museum or he works in the museum gift shop is what they're saying. And um, like Kevin has said, um, there's something to be said for watching things with subtitles on yeah because somehow i turned on the subtitles on youtube and when i was watching it it it, you know addresses what character is talking so because of that i now know who ethan hawk is playing in the series and it's not who everybody thought it was I'm, i'm gonna be quite interested to see how they do this uh and I'm also quite happy to know that I have that character's first appearance and that book just jumped by about uh 400% just oh, wow, because really? of that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I went wow. from being like uh like a $5 book to being up in the like low end 50 oh, upper cool. end 250. Cool. My math's probably bad because I don't really math so you, good. You know,
1: I got to tell you, I I've already heard a couple of podcasts talking about this Moon Knight trailer yeah half the people more more than half the people on three different podcasts had no idea who the actor was that's playing moon knight really how
2: is that possible
1: well i think let's now, now back up a step paul dameron really i mean okay you watched you watch you watch star wars that's fine okay you watch the the the, the sequels whatever he really doesn't have that big a presence right okay the actor, yeah. and the actor really hasn't done much before that x-men so when apocalypse. they see when they see him right but when but okay x-men apocalypse what is there fucking 10 people that have saw he actually saw that movie
3: it took it, what, 10 people to put his makeup on so he's on yeah, the okay
1: purpose. okay whatever
2: and that's the other thing is he was blue and bald through that whole movie. So. so,
3: but but here's but
1: here's what I'm saying. He's not. He's he's like he's an actor that goes. Oh, I know. I've seen him somewhere. That's the reaction people have. My first thought was, "Oh, that's the guy that plays that uh, other Mandalorian in the in the fucking Mandalorian." That was my very first reaction before I realized who he was. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, I forget. I even forget that actor's name. We only saw him in one. One episode, one episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> um, maybe maybe getting a Black Series figure for him, but um, I'm I'm dead serious. People don't know who he is.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean this this could be the the turning point for him too.
1: So, I hope so because as uh, uh, much as I know about the character,
3: I'm already looking forward to it. Well, I mean they they kind of have to make him part of you know Avengers Part Two. Because they don't have a cohesive team. You know, right. it used to be the Avengers was what held the rest of the universe together. Now the rest of the universe to get it doesn't have anything to kind of hold it together like that. Um, at some point they have to build to another super team. And if you're not going to find some way to pull on a lot of the old people, you need some new blood. And I think Moon Knight
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
3: would be why why wouldn't you? Moon Knight, Shang Chi, Spider Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Moon Knight I mean, a good guy?
1: Or yes. is he Okay? Well, a vigilante. I mean, is he?
2: Yes, and it all depends on how the take is going to go. Like, it, it could be where he's almost Punisher level violent. Oh, but I'm thinking we're going to get that toned down with it being a Disney Plus show. Um, but I, I mean, a... there there's I mean... a whole lot going on with that character, and I really hope that they touch upon a bit of it. I mean, because this could be a really unique show, really good, really compelling stuff, and it could get creepy as hell. Good. So, good. Because, I mean, he, he walks the line into the supernatural stuff too. And from what we saw in that trailer, he's beating the shit out of something hairy. Did you guys notice that in the trailer? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's conflicting reports. Some, some are saying werewolf. Others are saying Wars. that it's a jackal, which ties into Anubis.
3: Hmm. So, unless it's the jackal, and then it ties into Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking that's a negative though. That's...
3: Probably. <laughs> I hope we never see the jackal on screen.
2: I agree. Hmm. That 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 because if they go there, they're getting into a lot of weird shit.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, that that's what's got me geeked. I've I've watched that trailer probably a dozen times already.
1: Should
2: have watched um, it twice. Uh, well, we'll be live? linking to it. No, no, I wasn't watching football. i <laughs> I watched one game all season. That's that's was what I've big, gotten to see. Was it,
4: was it Saturday's game? Was it on the Raiders game?
2: Yeah, no, nope, definitely not that one. Thankfully. Uh, yeah, that's what I hear.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, but let's move it on, guys. What are you playing?
3: I played Try to Start the Snowblower.
2: That's not a fun game. It's not. No. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> and
3: that, that's about it. That's been all of my yeah. gaming this week.
2: <laughs> um, Corbs?
4: I got nothing.
1: that not even your golf
4: game? Oh, no. I gave that shit up a while ago. No,
2: that was gone. That was the cooking game. I'm playing fam- I've been cooking, playing, cooking, I mean, I'm playing sorry. cooking.
4: family island. Yeah, for my cooking game. I mean, I've, I've, I play that stuff. I mean, but that's like something. nothing.
2: Gaming, gaming.
3: Yeah. Family Island sounds like a very specific genre of porn film.
2: Could be. Oh
1: no. <laughs> wow, Kev, that you've been playing sick. anything? Utterly disgusting. Anyway, no, just kidding. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> no, no, I have, No, no, I'm serious. No, like, I'm not kidding. Um, anyway. No, I just um, I gave up on Just Cause two. I got I got really really sick of it. I I, I don't know. I, I liked I liked the gameplay, so I just kept going back to it. So I got back into Just Cause three. I read some reviews on it and I watched some playthroughs, just really short ones. Not really watching a whole freaking you know whole gameplay through like that. But um, I tried Just Cause three a while back, but the the controls were different for the on, on PC obviously because that's all I have. Um, I mean I've done the 360 but I don't have any whatever it doesn't matter um, so I just I, I got back into just cause three spent some time with the controls and everything everything they say about it is right it is a much better playing experience than just cause 2. Um, the controls are better once you get used to and once you you know they're a little bit more fluid um, and it's a lot of fun I mean, you know, you, you, you run around the whole freaking map, and you're blowing shit up and just having a great time. Nice. Um, yeah, you can't beat that. You can't
3: beat that. It's good to know it's worth it. Um, I have it through um, PlayStation Plus, and I tried playing it, and I didn't get very far because you've got this grapple hook thing that's supposed to like be a groundbreaking mechanic. Um, you start where you start off, I just went down the, the mountain, the big hill, down to the beach. And I'm trying to use the grapple hook and I just cannot get it to work. Like, I can't get it to do what I think it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I just kept shooting the grapple and then it came back down. Shoot it, came back down. Shoot it, I go up for two feet, come back down. I'm like, what the fuck? I tried to look it up, could not figure out what I was doing wrong.
1: Yeah, um, IGN, um, there's some reviews on there that say that on the uh, consoles, it's just not as much fun. Um, with a keyboard, you know, all the controls are right there. The grapple is controlled by the right mouse key, the, the mouse two. Um, and you you target you target for the grapple and you use that in combination with your parachute or your wingsuit to actually um, propel you a great distance. You can actually travel further and faster using your grapple and your parachute or your wingsuit than you can in any other method. You can't mm-hmm. you can't go as fast in a car. you know ground-based vehicle and you can't go as fast in a in a helicopter you you can go pretty fast in a jet but the controls suck and you got to find them and they're hard to find um uh but you can you can travel really 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 fast as long as you're over ground. if you're over water you got nothing to grapple to so you're you're gonna swim uh hopefully get a boat or something get you know get you out of there but once you once you get the controls down, and like I said on the on the game reviews, it's um they 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 really don't talk very nicely about the game with a console. Interesting. So.
2: Yeah. See. All right. Uh, that's,
1: all, that's what I'm doing. That's all.
2: Cool. Sorry. I'm still playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually uh, restarted the game, so I could go back and unlock all the the costumes yes the skins um especially since chapter two had the the nova core skin and of course i needed to have that one so um so i I played all the way up to the exact same fucking point i was at before so I, i really gained no ground other than i've gotten three skins out of the deal um still loving this game looking forward to jumping back into it and actually progressing further um and collecting all the skins along the way uh, I found out there's only 14 chapters to this, so this might actually be a shorter game. I might one, I'm I, it's one I might actually be able to uh complete. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that does it for me. Um, I think it's time for Kev's tabletop review. <laughs>
1: Well, this is your tabletop review. It's a short one to, uh, this week. Um, I, I didn't really have an opportunity to do a lot of research on on a tabletop game. I don't have a new one myself, um, but I had uh, Hugh asked me to look one up last week and I did look it up um, and I'll tell you about one that's um, it's in um, Kickstarter right now. It's called, hold on, let me get the exact name. It's Final Girl. It is, in fact, a single-person board game. Uh, and as I said last week, I believe that you'd have to be very lonely in order to play something like this. But having said that and having the, the, the brief look at it that I've had, it does look pretty damn interesting. Um, and it's it's part of a series. And if you go on board geek, uh, BoardGameGeek.com, you'll find, and they do not sponsor the show. I know I mention it all the time, but they don't sponsor the show. I wish they would. Um, I think the Get guys run it are really great but anyway um, if you look on if you look on boardgamegeek.com hold on let me just bring it up here I'm going to bring it up on my computer there is um, in, it, it, there, there's quite a few uh, hold on let me go, do another search here real quick final girl final girl final girl the happy horrors final girl carnage of the cat at the cabber, uh, carnival. Yep, cavern carnival not cavern carnival final girl Frightmare on Maple Lane, Final Girl Terror from Above, uh, The Haunting of Creech Manor, Slaughter in the Groves. I mean, there's, there's a ton of these Final Girls, and they, they, they look to be pretty interesting. It's a, it's a what does it say? I um, oh, want a description of it. I had one. The highly thematic and highly variable horror game, for one, returns for season two. So there you go. It, it just it looks very well done. The board is very detailed. It looks like a bunch of different character uh, cards. Um, I, I just you 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 can't you can't look at a game like this and not believe that it's very well developed because you have to you have to look at the quality of the game pieces and the, uh, the, the amount of the other games that are out there that are, that are in the same series. I'm, I'm very, very interested to, to check these out. I hope that either Hugh or I decide to pull the trigger on one of these and take a look at it. So in the near future, I'm hoping to give you a much better review on Final Girl. but. By all means, check it out and uh, hopefully Hugh will have his thoughts and he'll add, you know, add something to those.
3: Well, I, I did a little research myself um, just because the Kickstarter kept popping up for me. Um, first of all, if you want to get it, you're not going to find it in stores at this point. Um, the Kickstarter, you can get the different, what it is, is you need the core box and then you need the, all those things you mentioned. Those are like movies. It's almost Uh-oh. like old eighties movies. You buy a movie and then you get to play that scenario. Um, you can get the scenarios, you can't get the core box anymore. I can't find it. Mm. Part of the Kickstarter is if you donate at the $40 level, you get the core box. Plus, you can pick any of the uh, the movies from season one or two, which is you, you have to wait oh, for season two ones to come out. So if you pick a season one, you can get it, you know, delivered relatively quickly. Here's the thing about this though: they their Kickstarter was for a hundred thousand dollars to make season two wow. in two days. They were over a million dollars. Wow! So I'm they, assuming
2: they've hit all stretch goals already.
3: They're adding stretch goals. Um, One point six six. They're at right now. Okay. Yeah. It was it was insane. Like I brought it up to you guys. It was like it had just started. You know, that 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 night or the night before, and the next day it was up to you know a thousand percent of goal. I was like, holy shit!
1: Yeah, this is awesome.
3: Um, I was also going to tell you, Kevin. I don't know if you know this. Um, are you familiar with the game? Um zombies like with three exclamation points no i i I picked it up this it's a game i played years ago i picked it up over the weekend to play with the family uh it was on the third edition um but if you haven't played it i you know i won't go into details it's fun but it's irritating playing with a 10 year old who doesn't listen doesn't like the touch thing well no she's fine that the problem is she oh. touches everything and it's like here oh, let gotcha. me move this and she just rubs her hand across it's one of those things where you place tiles to create the board oh my god it was oh by, god. by the time we were done you know she's like hey, mommy aren't you gonna try to stop daddy from winning i'm she's like no i just want this to be done <sighs>
2: just ended already um i i have a question um Kevin, did you did you say one of the expansions or the, the movies as he was calling it was called turd from above?
1: Terror. Did, I say, that? did <laughs> I say that? Terror from above. Did oh. I say turd?
2: I, I mean, I don't know. That, that's what I heard. <laughs> and that's I was automatically Paul, stop interested
1: trying to in make that. One. Happen. Oh, you know, you know what it was? You know what it was, Paul? You heard me talking about Peacemaker, and you heard me say the word turd. No. Definitely not.
2: <laughs> all right. I think on that note, let's uh, let's throw it to commercial and we'll come back and uh, we'll jump right into the news. Stick with us, guys. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to wwwsci horrorfestcom Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
3: Now, before you cast the very best possible actor for a character as a variant of that character you weren't going to use in the eventual film series for the sake of a cheap pop and ruin our collective futures, here's the news. First up, celebrity skin. Company from the bowels of our nightmares, Bite Labs, is looking to make artisan salami from the meat of famous people. Using samples to grow tissue in a lab, they then want to use that tissue to make tasty treats. Lab-grown meat is on the precipice of becoming a thing, and it's yet to see if, be seen if the market will accept that. This may take it a bit too far. Their social media campaign allows you to tweet at celebrities and ask them to donate their cells. One featured on their website is Jennifer Lawrence. While I'm sure many people would like to eat J-Law, this is like a genie granting a wish with a nasty twist. They also have mock recipes on their website. The one for Lawrence reads, a different type of hunger game. The J-Law salami will be complemented by a mixture of rabbit and pork, a charming and competent flavor profile. The J-Law salami is coarse ground in a rustic style, smooth with notes of honey and spiced with orange zest and ginger. Always surprising, this salami will never fail to entertain. Jesus fucking christ you can learn more at bitelabs.com if you're a fucking degenerate monster go ask for your john cena baloney you sick fuck it next up fucking disgusting
4: <laughs> call it ne- soiling green we're all screwed
3: next up scooby dooby delirium Like a familiar warm hug made up of maggots and elephant diarrhea, QAnon came up with another crazy theory early this week. Donald Trump appeared at a rally in Arizona over the weekend. Unpolished turd baby Michael Protzman claimed that it was really JFK in disguise as Trump. Uh, In a live chat, he claimed that you could tell it wasn't Trump because he wasn't tall enough. So a senior citizen who likely doesn't have the best posture appears a bit shorter and it's immediately a dead president in disguise. Evil Knievel would need a NASA rocket strapped to his bike to make that idiotic leap in thought. The worst part is, not that it was said, but there are people that believe him. This might be the best argument for abortion yet. And finally, Monopoly isn't just a board game. Microsoft announced Tuesday they have purchased Activision, Blizzard Entertainment, and King for around $70 billion. This is just one in a number of game studio purchases they have made, but it is certainly the biggest. They already controlled ZeniMax, who's responsible for both the Elder Scrolls and Fallout franchises. Signs point to those games being Xbox exclusives. Now they have grabbed the studios behind World of Warcraft, Overwatch, Candy Crush, and most importantly, Call of Duty. This means we may be entering a world where Call of Duty is an Xbox exclusive. This is horrible news for anyone with a console without an X in the name. It also means we may be looking at a glut of match three games based on those properties. While this will be great news for their Game Pass service, it will suck for anyone else. Call of Duty sells consoles, and there's no way this doesn't hurt the competition. Sony Entertainment stock dropped around 12% yesterday when the news broke. I've got no jokes here. This really sucks. This is like Wegmans buying Coca-Cola so you could only buy it at their grocery store. I'm all for capitalism, but this cannot be positioned as good for customers. This also means PlayStation's very first mascot, Crash Bandicoot, now hangs out on the ring world with Master Chief. Next thing you know, we'll all be eating Big Macs from Arby's made with Jason Momoa. Or would that be Jason Momita? And that's the news kids. Now I'm gonna go see if I can find a recipe for meatloaf meatloaf for dinner tomorrow night. Maybe with mashed Portman's and some nice Favreau beans. Paul?
2: In other news, there is a town in Canada Called dildo. Back been to you, Corbs. Been there. I'm not surprised. Been through it. <laughs> been through the dildo.
1: Been through the dildo. The the been through you. Through you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't stop quick at the lights. So I'm
4: saying. <laughs> uh, new definition for a rear end. <laughs> Oh, God. Don't oh, get me red in
1: dildo. <laughs>
0: God. Wait,
4: a minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute.
4: So if there's a town called Dildo, does it have a sex shop in it? I don't know. I don't
1: know. Probably. They probably make them there. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I can see it now. The cop's like, do you know why I stopped you? Bow chicka,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please step out of the car and put your hands on the trunk.
4: Corbs, what do you you want? Sorry, Corbs Yeah, well. (laughs) I can't follow that up, so. I'll try, though, I guess. Uh, the movie I picked this week, because it's heading into uh, late January, early February, so you're getting close to March Madness, so I decided to do Hoosiers, classic tale of redemption. This film features a Avalto coach and a former star player turned alcoholic leading a small town basketball team on an improbable run to the Indiana high school championship game. Coach Normandale encounters several hurdles in his path. A feisty teacher determined to keep the best player from going out for the team. A town chuck full of second guessing fathers and a group of undisciplined athletes. This is inspired by the million or Malan India Indians state title of 1954. This is an actual true story. Um, It's a small Indiana town. I think they had like eight kids on the team. Um, So it wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty, back then, I mean, Indiana is known as the high school basketball state. That's where like most of the, that's where Larry Bird is from and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a big, big high school basketball, basketball in general state. So that this being a small little rural rural town, like everybody knows your problems type of town. You know 50 people in town type of thing
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh stars gene hackman is uh, norman dale barbara hershey is the teacher dennis hopper is the uh alcoholic i guess you would call him uh, so, uh it's a it's a good movie fantastic movie um wouldn't say that i watch it when it's on all the time but i will turn it on every now and then when, and watch it so um i found out today that the guy who directed it and like can't I can't remember his name is it like David Aspeger uh, or something like that or Spooge or something, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, he is actually a pretty big uh, director of like sports movies. He directed this. He directed Rudy. This Hoosiers was his first directorial debut. So was his director. So he did this one and then he did Rudy after that. So this guy's pretty good about um, I guess pretty good with the sports movies. Yeah. So. Um, I will say I'll give it like uh, three, three and a half stars. So, so like I said, it's a good movie. Um, so if you're big into basketball, um, it's definitely a movie worth watching. So
2: so probably one that the rest of us would skip. That's what you're saying? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: Is that uh-huh. even a real word? Hoosier? I mean, I've, I know there's a movie called that, but is that a word? Yeah. Always been like...
1: It's a reference to the people from the area.
3: They call that's, themselves Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, because that's the name of the the sports team, so they always called. I mean, I I, I believe the team came first.
3: Although I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure Is the about. the town that. called Hoosier or something? No, I mean, no. I'm just like it sounds like a made up word. I mean, like you know, I grew up. We were the APW Rebels. That's a thing. You can You're be a, a rebel. rebel. Yeah, you were a robot. What's a Hoosier? It sounds like a vacuum cleaner line. No,
2: that's, that's Hoover. Yeah. That was the joke I was going to make, but I waited too long. <laughs> a moment.
1: Uh, the Hoosier's Nest. Anyone born in Indiana or a resident at the time is considered to be a Hoosier. Indiana adopted the nickname, the Hoosier State, more than 150 uh, years ago. Hoosier is used in the names of numerous Indiana-based businesses and organizations. What really, is it's athletic. It's um, boy, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really say where it came. So from.
3: what I'm saying. You'd be like us deciding, you know, in Syracuse, we're the Gooshers. I mean, if you name your team the Gooshers, it'll become a thing. But I mean, what is it? It should be something. What is a demon? It's the official
1: demonym deem, for the resident of the U.S. state of Indiana. What is a demonym? People tribe. yeah. You
2: know, I mean, little brother.
0: Yeah, Maybe I don't it's know. older brother.
2: You're right. He would, D comes before E. Yeah. <laughs> that's
4: a that, that new alphabet. <laughs> Speaking of, of alphabet, did you know that the sentence, and I got to bring it up because I got to make sure I say it right? I lost it. Never mind.
2: Compelling shit right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Cool okay, story, so, bro. <laughs> so, so while we're waiting for uh, Corpse to find what he looking for, it says here that who from Old English has the meaning of hill or high. The importance of immigrants from Northern England and Southern Scotland was reflected in numerous uh, place names, including Cumberland Mountains, Cumberland River, and the Cumberland Gap. There you go. That's a lot of cum. So, the more you know, so hooser, h o o z e r, hooser was actually the original the original word and it became hoosier. So
3: people of the hill, people of the mountain, people of the I think it's a bastardized version of hooser.
2: There's that too.
1: And this is why Hugh is no longer invited to Indiana. <laughs>
2: I'm sure that's soul-crushing, isn't it, Hugh?
3: Yeah, let, hold on. Let let me check my list of big losses. I know I have it somewhere.
4: So, we're talking alphabet. Did you know that the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog is the only English sentence that uses every letter in the alphabet?
2: Nice.
1: Oh, no shit. Did not know that. I, I like know. the... I, I'm going to go back to Hoosiers. I like the movie. I know I've seen it a few times.
2: I mean, that's where we should be going back to at the moment. Um,
1: and, and I've seen several of the movies of the director David Anspo, Anspoff Anspoch, and Spock. I thought it was Spooch. A N S P A U G H and Spooge. You guys are all douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> We're so stuck on uh, the dildo.
2: I, I, I thought we We're agreed that it was David. Don't
1: be stuck on the dildo. That's a bad move.
2: Okay, I'm going to try and bring it back around. Um, So, Corbs, once you get it together, you said you gave it, what, three and a half stars? Yes, sir. All right. Well, your good pal uh, Ebert, he he agrees with you. He gives it four stars. And he says, I was a sports writer once for a couple years in downstate Illinois. I covered mostly high school sports, and if I were a sports writer again, I'd want to cover them again. There is a passion to high school sports that transcends anything that comes afterwards. Nothing in pro sports equals the intensity of a really important high school basketball game. Hoosiers knows that this is a movie about a tiny Indiana high school that sends a team all the way to the state basketball finals in the days when schools of all sizes played in the same tournaments and a David could slay a Goliath. That's still the case in Indiana, but not alas in Illinois. The school in the movie is so small that it can barely feel the team, especially after the best player decides to drop out. Can schools as small actually become state champs? Sure. That's what high school sports are all about. Hoosiers is a comeback movie, but it's not simply about the comeback of the small team, the Hickory Huskers. Okay. It's also about the comeback of their coach, a mysterious middle-aged guy named Norman Dale, played by Gene Hackman, who seems to be too old and too experienced to be coaching in an obscure backwater-like hickory. And it's also the comeback story of Shooter, the town drunk, played by Dennis Hopper, whose supporting performance just won an Oscar nomination. Not just now, but just then, in 1975.
1: Shooter, Shooter McGavin? What?
2: 87, sorry.
1: Shooter. nobody got the reference go ahead shooter's
2: tutor that's right shooter's time (laughs) everybody in this movie seems to be trying to start over in life and in a way basketball is simply their excuse hoosiers has the broad overall structure of most sports movies it begins with the problem of a losing team introduces the new coach continues with the obligatory training sequences and personality clashes arrives at the darkest hour and then heads towards triumph this story structure is almost as sacred to hollywood as basketball is to indiana what makes hoosiers special is not its story, however, but its details and its characters. Angelo Pizzo, who wrote the original screenplay, knows small-town small sports. He knows all about high school politics and how the school board and the parents' groups always think they know more about basketball than the coaches do. He knows about gossip, scandal, and vengeance, and he knows a lot about human nature. All of his knowledge, however, would be pointless without Hickman's great, Hackman's great performance at the center of this movie. Hackman is gifted at combining likability with complexity, two qualities that usually don't go together in the movies. He projects all the single-mindedness of any good coach, but then he contains other dimensions and we learn about the scandal in his past that led him to this one-horse town. David and Spooge, and Spa, and Spas, Spooge, Davy Spooge, direction is good at suggesting Hackman's complexity without belaboring it. Hickory High School is where Hackman hopes to make his comeback, but he doesn't think only of himself. He meets Shooter, the alcoholic father of one of his team members, and enlists him as an assistant coach with one stipulation, no more drinking. That doesn't work. In a way, Hackman knows it won't work, but by involving Shooter once again in the life of the community, he's giving him a reason to seek the kind of treatment that might help. Hackman finds that he has another project on his hands, too, the rehabilitation of his heart. He falls in love with a teacher of the school, played by Barbara Hershey, and their relationship is interesting as far as it goes, although it feels like key scenes have been cut out of the romance. Maybe another movie could have been made about them. This movie is about basketball. The climax of the movie will come as no great surprise to anyone who has seen other sports movies. Hoosiers works a magic excuse me. However, in getting us to really care about the fate of the team and the people depending on it. In the way it combines sports with human nature, it reminded me of another wonderful Indiana sports movie, Breaking Away. It's a movie that is all heart.
4: Another good movie.
3: Is it huh? just me, or does anyone really have a hard time seeing Gene Hackman fall in love with somebody in a movie? That's just weird. He's Lex Luthor to me, no matter right. what he does. Well, and
1: I, Isn't Miss
2: Tess, Tessmacher his one and only?
1: He always was old. There's that too. And Barbara Hershey looks so young in that movie. Yeah.
3: That's creepy. Yeah. All right. Well, this is compelling radio.
2: Or video.
1: I'm looking at pictures of Barbara Hershey. Oh, Oh, Jesus.
4: On IMDb. (laughs) Sure. Sure, yeah. have to check with you. Right, well, he, did, he
3: didn't go through your though, so yes, so. so I gotta tell you, oh, wow. I completely natural. forgot I should have actually used this as my what's got me geeked. So, you know, Damara is in that whole thing where she, she has mentors helping her with her book, and they're gonna yes. have an agent Pitch showcase Wars. soon. Pitch Wars, yeah, she gets an email today. Somebody that she gave her last book to back in June, who uh, is a representative of Trident uh, Media Publishing, they offered her an agent
4: awesome awesome
3: so what does that do to pitch wars though well that's the thing she's she's holding off uh because she's put a lot of work into it and her mentors have put a lot of work into it and she has a call scheduled with this person on friday they kind of because she had stayed in contact and said hey this is coming up they indicated they were open to kind of holding on it's it's not a matter of her wanting to wait and see if she gets a better offer it's more just a matter of you know, getting it out there and, you know, cause she, it'd be unfair. Her mentors work on this for three months and then she drops out of pitch wars. So she's going to see it through, but I mean, that's a big step because she's now gone. I mean, she is at the point where all she'd have to do is send an email and she's agented. That's a huge step. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, she, she came into my office today and she like could barely talk. So, you know, we're we're super excited about that.
2: Very cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Outstanding.
1: Are you, are you still going to talk to us when your wife is rich?
3: Oh, absolutely. Because okay. she's probably not. Well, you know, I keep telling her we'll be fine because she'll sell the movie rights. Uh, but as a, a middle grade author, I mean, it's supplemental income. This, unless you're on the New York Times bestseller list, you're not a millionaire. You're not quitting your job. But I mean, if you write the right books, get a Netflix deal, something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's certainly possible. But kind of hoping it just helps pad our retirement at this point that would be that would be enough
2: (laughs) um well uh well we got you doing all the speaking here didn't you say uh you had a, a a wtf file for us
3: i do i also have a peanut stuck in my lip
2: that is a fucked up story
3: Damn. Okay, I meant to tell you guys about this last week because it was so bizarre. I don't so. Need to know where you put your penis? Peanut, peanut.
1: Oh, that's what you say now. Mixed nuts. Listen, listen. I don't want to see your nuts.
3: <laughs> so I go to a price shopper. I've got um, Avery with me, and you uh, know we, we grab a cart. She jumps in the cart because she does that all the time. And you go into Price Shop and right to the left, there's the, the pastries, the donuts and stuff. She's like, daddy, I want a donut. I'm like, all right. So I go over I park. I'm like, make sure you use uh, the paper thing and everything. And she jumps out of the cart. I' just, guy that was standing there, older gentleman, I'm going to say, you know, probably late 40s or middle to middle 50s, unless, you know, he's a hard drinker and maybe he's a little younger, 20. you know, but but old, older than me. And he walks up and he's like, man, I'm glad the weather finally let up. I'm like, um, yeah, okay. Uh, he's like, yeah, you know, it was, it was awful here and there, and then this happened, and that, and then was blah, blah, blah. He's like, is that your daughter? I'm like, uh, yeah. And then he asks me again, is that your daughter? I'm like, yeah, that's my daughter. That's my daughter. Reaches into his wallet. Pull, opens it up he's got pictures in his wallet and he's like oh this is this is my daughter starts showing me pictures of his adult daughter and all this shit and i'm like a i am like I go avery no no avery use the thing grab the donut come on i'm trying maybe he'll like leave me alone but no he continues talking and starts talking about his daughter at all oh, this is her when she was little this is her now she's 32 she's a manager of um he's like oh and i finally she gets done and i'm like, "All right." And he's like, oh, well, it's nice talking to you. Have a good day. I watch him walk over to the Starbucks in there and start talking to a lady who's sitting down there drinking her coffee. And I'm just walking away. I'm like, that was so fucking weird. It was was as if he knew me. that's, That's how familiar it felt. And uh, we're we're walking through the store and I'm like, I go, man, I've got to talk to the guys about this on the show tonight because that was on Wednesday. And Avery goes, what if he listens to your show? You might hurt his feelings. I'm like, Avery, he has actual pictures in his wallet. He doesn't know how to work a podcast. (laughs) So I was like, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You're, you're not wrong. He does not. He probably still has a flip phone, too. Probably.
1: It happens. Yes. You know, sometimes people are lonely and they just want to they just want to talk to somebody.
3: Is it the beard do I look jolly like Santa Claus?
1: Yes. That does, this does I would happen walk to up to you time. and start a conversation even if I didn't know you. I he would. would just, he might have just been bedsheet crazy.
3: Exactly. Yeah. My mom that. thought thinks the beard gives me a whole Unabomber Ted Kaczynski thing. So I kind of thought that would keep people away, but it's not working anymore. No,
1: you don't look psychotic at all.
2: <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that's our cue to throw it back to commercial, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, wrap this thing up.
4: What? First, if we're shut up, Jesus Christ! I very, very, we're really talking this fucking thing, and I say something, and you give me shit about it. Go fuck yourself.
3: Oh, I see some rep- repressed feelings. We're definitely. No, I just want to say, I
4: mean, I just want to say we were talking about movies, and um, this past <laughs> week, Cindy Portier passed away. So, yeah, that's I about- wanted to. One to say that's why I, might, I put that obviously you guys not, won't be able to see it but that's from his that's say, from his movie you're
2: referencing something the audience can't was say. gonna say
4: so but yeah that's a, that's all i just wanted to say you know he was he was a good actor and i just yes. you know we're losing a lot of these people that we we've grown up watching and they're the shark to pass away so it's i mean betty white passed away and stuff like that so i mean it's just it's it's it's, it's, it's getting to that time where these people that we grew up watching and talking about are gonna start beating their maker. So
1: well it was three. It was Bob Saget. well it was Betty White, then it was uh, um, uh Sidney Poitier, and then it was uh, Bob Saget. Yep. And that always was coming in threes. Always in threes. Always in threes.
3: Always in threes. Yeah. So, so that means William Shatner's safe for this round.
1: For this, this round, round yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he might yeah, he might start the next group. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, really, on that on that note, now we'll uh,
3: hold on, Paul. Paul, wait. I, I want to say. No, you're not allowed. Uh, on, you talked too much already. Sydney. A, <laughs> on his Sidney Poitier thing, did you guys see what he died of? Like what he had when he died? It no. was like a list of shit. Like one of them was dementia. I was like, holy fuck.
4: Yeah, like, that's heart, it was like Heart heart failure, dementia. There was a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, there was the like old. four.
3: Five different, th- I, yeah. I know, but you know, you figure when you get old, you die of old age or you die of cancer or heart disease, heart attack. Well, well but it He is really old had age. like a list of shit that, uh. Like it all
2: like, ganged yeah. up on him and killed him? Like all Yeah. See, in here, I thought it was like like cage fighting. I thought that's what did him in.
1: Well,
3: maybe he thought it was. He had dementia.
2: <laughs> is he really standing in the corner of his kitchen just swinging on the fucking wall? <laughs>
3: and just like that what is wrong with you
2: people do you really have to ask oh
4: god (laughs) all right i'm not talking i'm not talking anymore
2: done stick with us guys we'll be right back looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Horror Fest is coming with an all new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci Fi Horror Fest is a family friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.Sci-FiHorrorFest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we're back. And I'm going to do something we haven't done in quite a while. I'm going to talk a little bit of comic books here. Um, so following the announcement of the trailer and the release date for the Disney Plus Moon Knight show, we also got the announcement that in April we're getting a second Moon Knight series. It's gonna be a four issue miniseries and it's an anthology. It's gonna call called Black, White, and Blood. And uh my slip during reading the uh, thing where I called uh, Gene Hackman Hickman is because Jonathan Hickman is writing a story for the first issue of it. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but apparently this has been an ongoing thing with Marvel. They've been doing a lot of black, white and blood with different characters. This is going to be like the fifth one, I guess. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I found it in an article earlier, which is the one I think that's linked to the show notes. Uh, and, and Hugh, you said uh, there was some, some big news coming out of DC as well. I,
3: I just saw that they're killing off the Justice League. Um, there's going to be some big fight and the Justice League are all going to die except for one member. Um, Got to be Batman. He's going to be the one that survives because out of all of them, again, first of all, you have to take Superman's kind of already off the board anyway, because his son is, has taken over for now. Um, out of the rest of the cast of characters the only one that has a monthly book that they have to keep pumping out as Batman. Because I mean, Wonder Woman, Aqua, uh, Aquaman, I mean, they all get canceled every three months anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my bet is that Batman's the one that comes back to earth and lets everybody know the justice league died. Of course, we don't think it's going to be permanent, but um, they, she, who fucking cares?
2: Yeah. I did notice something in the, uh, yes, the exactly. artwork they showed. Um, Hale Jordan it's clearly not the green lantern that gets killed.
3: Yeah.
2: Um so I mean that basically according to the artwork leaves either John Stewart or Kyle Rayner.
3: So I the article I read said it was going to be the John Stewart green lantern so they're yeah, I I mean, it might end up being an interesting story, but you know I, what I wish they would do is stop telegraphing these things. and Let it you know happen what? organically. If you don't have enough books to sell on that day because everyone finds out that the Justice League died, that means that book's worth a lot of money in the first printing, and they're going to order second printings anyway, for mm-hmm. fuck's sake. Um, it just takes all, all the wind out of it. Now we get to talk about how deaths don't really matter in comics instead of being shocked at the end of a book. Right. Uh, I I just, I don't understand the impetus behind telling us you're going to do something big like this months in advance.
2: Right. Like Marvel's been doing with Dr. Strange too. Like they, they they telegraph these things now. They don't, it's not about storytelling at all anymore, which is sad.
3: Well, well with the doctor, with Dr. Strange though, isn't it the death of Dr. Strange and it's a series. Like there are times when knowing this, plays into the story especially if the character knows they're coming to an end that makes sense okay and and i'm pretty sure that isn't i might be wrong but isn't the death of dr strange like being marketed that way like
2: yes like that is the title of the book
3: okay yeah exactly so i'm not saying that it's it's still still not wouldn't be a good thing to not tell us but i can understand that from a storytelling perspective um, you know, when a character know, especially if a character knows they're going to die, they make decisions based on that and, and whatever. Uh, but this isn't that kind of thing. You know, nope. there's, they're, they're supposed to fight a team from the edge of the dark multiverse, which, and uh, you, speaking of which I am, I'm caught up on Batman and uh, Spider-Man now as much as I can with the DC infinite and the Marvel unlimited apps. Um, something I noticed with the DC, uh, just even though it's six months behind, um, that whole heavy metal multiverse dark thing that's like fucking woven into the dna of the dc universe now isn't it it's like really really complicated and none of it makes any sense
2: yeah and I, that doesn't surprise me all right I, I,
3: yeah I, I it really feels overcomplicated. um like i'm trying to fit, pick some other titles to pick up and start reading and with all this fucking heavy metal shit, I don't know where to start if I need to read it, if it matters, you know, now shit from heavy metal is going to kill the justice league eventually. So apparently it all, you know, you know, it's, it's still in play. Outstanding. Not really. I don't want to talk about it
2: anymore. Let's move on. Good. Let's move on guys. uh, Did you see that our, our good friends at sci-fi horror fest, they made their first announcement for the 2022 convention that we will be appearing at um august 26th and 27th in vernon downs as you've seen in the ads yes oh we've we've had this discussion kevin okay (laughs) but their their first celebrity guest is um geneviva rossi of um cult horror movie fame um she's been in a ton of stuff um not typically a star starring role she's a supporting actress right scream queen yeah is that
3: you scream queen or what do you call like a journeyman actress or journeywoman actress i don't know you know somebody who is always working doing a lot of stuff Mm -hmm.
1: they're all they're all actors now
3: are they yeah i was wondering about that because i see them now using actor to refer to women and i I never know which one to word here which word to use which word fuck me um so it's it's actor now for everybody
1: yes apparently even women like to be masculine
3: okay well we knew okay.
1: that let's go with that
2: um <laughs> so guys um without further ado what are you watching <gasps> Who's you first? just want to jump right into it don't you
3: i'm gonna do a dance number <laughs> i can't do
2: dance <laughs> me either <laughs> but uh we're, we're still referencing peacemaker and since you're already alluding to it, Hugh, I fucking love the open to that show. Oh, and Kristen I, hates it. Like after the first one, she's like, do we seriously have to watch it? And I'm like, every time.
3: It, it's okay. They could have just done a trendy thing. Like, you know, Marvel does with all the Disney plus things. But the, the, I don't want to say the premise is absurd. The premise of the show is kind of absurd. The main character is definitely absurd. But that is the perfect opening for a show like this. I mean, yes, you can watch it and go, I hate this. But I I find I think you'd have a hard time not recognizing that it is the right choice for this show. It's stupid as fuck. (laughs) And glorious at the same time. It's the same reason we love Monty Python.
2: Yes. And my biggest takeaway is, holy fuck, the guns on that blonde. And I'm not talking about her boobs. I'm talking about her arms.
3: No, you're well, I thought you were talking about her.
1: John Cena.
2: Well, there's that, but we expect that out of him. But when the blonde... Um, Harcourt? Is her Harcourt. name? Harcourt. Harcourt. When she makes her appearance in that dance number and they're doing the, the side dance and I'm like, holy fuck, she's got some fucking biceps on her. Mm-hmm. Her and the, uh,
1: the uh, short-haired, uh, dark-skinned girl. I both had some um,
2: some good moves. Yeah, I I like hers too when they're doing the the hand flash and she does it instead.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's great and and I I I love the show. I know we're gonna have so a dissenting we. opinion tonight. Yes, uh, I watched the first episode and I'm like this this is amazing. This is exactly what I needed. A show that makes me laugh so hard I have to stop the show because that doesn't happen. <laughs> so you you don't, guys know I don't, so you don't watch miss comedy. anything. Yeah. yeah, i don't watch comedies but this show is it's it's just funny throughout and uh, i feel like john cena is i mean this there may never be another perfect role for him but this is a perfect role for him um i'm just blown away by how hilarious this is so i have to ask having,
1: having never seen a peacemaker comic book was the whole idea behind the peacemaker comic book or the comic character, was the whole idea that he was just ridiculous and funny? I mean, was it just meant to be funny? Or I don't, was he always he even, just an idiot? Does
2: he
3: have a comic book?
2: He does right now. I know that. They, they've now put out a, a comic for him. Um, Wait,
1: so he was created for the. For no, 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 no. It's a
2: character that's been around. Oh, but I don't think anyone has ever read Peacemaker. Like, I think this is another James Gunn's polished a turd. Yeah. and uh,
1: So he was like a second, like a walk-on in other books? Yeah, yeah. I don't
2: think he was ever a feature character. Oh,
1: okay. Well, um, that's exactly where he should stay.
2: I, I disagree whole... I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to see this become like a flagship character or anything. This is just... Oh, for me? Yeah, I agree. He won't. No. Um, But this is James Gunn proving that he can do no fucking wrong. Like, well, I mean, unless he's tweeting, um, but <laughs> thank you. Um, this is just, and I mean, I'm, I really like James Gunn's humor and his writing and, and basically everything he does, but this is just phenomenal shit. Like it's, it is so ridiculously absurd, And that's what I love about it. (laughs) Like, even the fucking torture scene in episode three. (laughs) And the fact that they can't hack through his toe.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a James Gunn fanboy like you are. I mean, I like what he does. I I don't know anything about the guy. Um, But I I do think that it's an interesting challenge. You're taking on a character that has almost no redeeming qualities. You know, he's, he's sexist. He's possibly racist um and and all sorts possibly? of possibly well well here's here's the thing you got to remember he's got an influence from his dad who's definitely racist i think that this is the hero's journey is that i mean if you notice he really does seem that he believes in what he talks about like you know fighting for for you know peace no matter peace how at many all costs. men women or children he has to kill he well, thinks yeah. that's right and he's He's starting to realize, especially in the way, you know, he, you know, Vigilante is, is the same as he, he is. And he's like, no, we're not the same now. Maybe they were in the past, but he's changing. He's learning, trying to catch up. And I mean, until the show ends, I, I don't feel like I can. It's tough. I mean, I think I like it, but I don't want to say that it's the best show ever or anything like that. But I think that even with Kevin's opinion of it now, if they do it right, the rest of the episodes could potentially change your mind because it really depends on what they're going for here
1: you, you might- guys have you guys have said everything that I think about it I mean it's the, the guy's an idiot you know yes it's a, it's a it's a story about an idiot now I didn't say it was poorly done I think I think it's very interesting and it's going to be very entertaining but I'm surprised number one that he lived through the suicide squad movie the second one I'm surprised any of them did. For for fuck's sake, it was, it was the worst movie ever. I mean, forever. But it doesn't even hold a candle to the first one. But I mean, it, it, he's he's an idiot. Yes, absolutely.
3: One hundred percent. is an idiot.
1: I mean, it's obviously a product of his of his of his upbringing, without question.
3: And there's going, to be, there ha- there's going to be conflict there. That's yeah. the only reason that you know, his Robert Patrick was cast as his dad. They needed a good actor. so oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. I love um, that. No, I mean, I, I, think, I think they could turn it around because, he, he, remember, he's an idiot, but he's also an idiot that is really good at killing things to the point that governments hire him to do it. So mm-hmm. he's not completely inept. It's, it's yeah. almost like he's a functional idiot under the right circumstances. Sure. He's autistic. Uh, I, uh, I don't think
1: so. Sure he is. He doesn't have any social doesn't have any ability to be socially uh, 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 you know um, fluid and he's good at what he's good at.
3: We'll have to uh, agree to disagree there. I, I understand what you're getting at, but I, I think that it's it's a product of um, upbringing, uh, th- those exact same issues. I, I don't think it's it's a matter of being on the spectrum. He was, he was beaten a lot as a child.
1: And he was given LSD. I believe that.
3: I just but, can't uh, wait. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, Thursday night, uh, it can't come soon enough. That I, I love that ridiculous show.
1: I've only seen the very first episode. I had to watch the trailer oh and I watched God. the first episode. Oh, I thought, see, oh. when you texted me, no, you said no, no, you were no, no. done with it. No, the first episode. Oh, Jesus, I started it when I talked to you. Okay. So I just saw the first episode.
2: Okay, yeah, keep going because it gets.
1: Oh, I so much more. I watch. I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch it with my wife, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell her anything about it. Let her watch it, and see if she laughs, cries, or throws
2: divorces off. you. <laughs>
3: You know, even even you have to think about this. I, everything here is intentionally ridiculous. Oh. Even the sex scene was intentionally ridiculous. It wasn't sexy, it wasn't violent, it wasn't traumatic. It was just Question. ridiculous. I have a story. And then I'm dancing around in his underwear. It's like, please stop. So, but that also showed a soft side of him.
2: Yes. Um, so we're watching episode one, um, and Madison and Kylie were up in their bedrooms where they should be when we're watching this and partway through the first episode Madison comes downstairs and just sits on the couch and I look at Kristen and I'm like we should probably turn this off she's like no, no no it's it's all right no the bar scene happens directly after she comes down so there's a little bit of violence little little bit of talk there and then Before anything can happen in the house, before I can grab a remote, it goes right to that sex scene. And I fucking power it off and I just look at Kristen. I'm like, it's all right, right? It's okay. (laughs) And then. What was that thing? What was she? She's a butterfly. I'm assuming. And
3: you'll you'll understand more about that if you watch the next two episodes.
2: Yeah, keep going.
1: I don't want to give you too much away.
2: It's actually uh,
3: really interesting.
1: She was obviously not either not human or artificially enhanced or something. There was something going on with her.
2: But she had some amazing taste in music.
1: Yeah. well, Her apartment did. I mean, she yeah. was obviously planted there.
2: Okay. Keep watching.
1: Okay.
2: I, I'm very excited for you to finish it. Uh, by, by the time you get back to it, there will be four episodes in total, yeah, which makes good. us what? Halfway through, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and I got to say, I really kind of hope it does continue past the first season. I, hope I don't so want too. it. I don't want it to be a 10 season thing, but I think this character has some legs again, depending on where the end point of the season is going. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um. So uh, I think we've done as much with that as we can until Kev gets caught up and yeah. Corbs gets on board. Um,
1: nope. So Book <laughs> Boba Fett. Oh my God. I loved the fourth episode. Uh oh. Corbs isn't caught up. That's Don't right, worry. Doesn't... We won't talk about it. It was amazing. Very I good loved the fourth episode. There was so much going on. And it was all
2: backstory.
3: Most of it, yeah. There was a little current story, but
1: uh, I loved I loved everything about it. Yeah. Everything about it.
2: Oh yeah,
3: Paul. Remember when yes, they had yeah. the, the count? Okay, I was gonna say it there was very little, but it was very little,
1: yeah. yeah. But, but, the, but the very end of it was enough current to make me very happy. I was Literally jumping up and down, and I was ecstatic in my living room. And I was just right at the very end, yeah. I couldn't, I could not have been happier.
2: That little bit of a uh, musical tease,
1: oh, well, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Now that that music happened twice, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool just before that well
3: yeah yeah i, oh, yeah. That. I don't know what you're
1: talking about oh watch it two... again watch it again I'm not gonna all right i'll go back and again. watch it <laughs> you're I gonna go ahead and wait... watch it Oops. No, i'm gonna go back and watch it i can't <laughs> wait to see how that plays out i wonder i wonder if it's going to be a solo appearance or if there's going to be several
2: uh, we'll see, and we'll see where yeah. where it jumps off. Yep, it makes it so hard that
4: just fucking talk about it. No, it, it no,
2: it's no, big. It's I don't want to ruin that for anybody. Yeah,
1: it's fine. It's so it's so good. It's this fourth episode really tied it in for me. I mean, everything up to this point has just been eh, whatever. It's Boba Fett. Yeah, okay, it's great. They're you know they're developing the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, okay, they're you know they're doing this really interesting thing, and you know they're they're developing you know a character that had two minutes two fucking minutes of screen time and goddamn empire strikes back and um wait i have something to show you um continue talking don't don't go off this topic topic it's only gonna take me a minute to get it i promise okay we can't talk
4: about it so right you can
2: um my 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 biggest problem so far with this show was the fucking the chromed out power rangers last episode i thought they were weird did so you did you see the
4: the, guys, the people
3: on the bikes there? The gang, yeah.
4: The gang,
2: <laughs> yeah. Did yeah, you see that, was that everybody weird. was the the Star Wars purists were up in arms because they had zippers on their clothes?
3: No, I didn't.
2: Yes, because zippers did not exist in Star that Wars. That was not supposed to exist in Star Wars, according to George Lucas. Nothing ever had zippers. There were no no space zippers, and so when they did that, what a
3: fucking weird hill to die on,
2: right? Well, that in glasses, like when in the Mandalorian, like the first time we saw the doctor w- wearing glasses, like that was a huge thing, too, because nobody in Star Wars is wearing glasses anymore. So
4: nobody has bad eyesight? I've seen some of these, these, these stormtroopers shoot. They got pretty bad eyesight.
2: <laughs> they all have bad eyesight, yeah. I mean,
4: um, I, I've seen them shooting at shit and not get right, anything. Sorry. I mean, like you, well, you could hit a rock next to somebody or whatever, but I mean, seriously.
1: Okay. Okay, Kev, what do you got? So I have a a box in my garage that I forgot I had. We cleaned out my childhood home, moved my mother into her new place and whatever. I put this box in the garage and forgot about it, forgot what was in it. I opened it up the other day, had some stuff get wet. We had some issues with our uh, boiler and some of our uh, uh, radiators, whatever. Had to open the box and make sure nothing inside of it was damaged. In the box was some stuff that I had when I was a kid Ooh. and I forgot I had this. No, nice.
2: I had
4: him
1: too.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's still in really good shape. Look at really that. Really
1: good shape. I always took care of my toys because I didn't really have many of them. So I forgot I had him. I did not forget that I had these and I have two of these. And these were always my favorites.
2: The Snow oh, Troopers.
1: Snow Troopers. Also in really good shape. With their that. capes. Nice. Wow. I, can't, I can't get them in the... There you go. Look at that. I mean, they're really good. They're a little bit discolored, but... well, oh, that's going to um, happen, especially with the white plastic. Uh, believe it or not, all their weapons are in that same box.
2: Wow. Um, you can make
1: some cash on those, just saying well there's a few other things in there too um and you and paul you and i are gonna have to go look through these things and kind of discuss what's in there because i don't know what i want to do with it but i found them the other day and it was so appropriate because i mean i I found it right after i started watching the show and i'm like you know it kind of just brought it all brought it all together for me but i love that's awesome absolutely love where they're going Never gave a shit about Boba Fett before, but man, do I like this show.
2: It's good. I'm digging it. It's yep. again, it's getting better every week. Yep. So and I'm very interested to see where it goes. Yeah, for sure. I just chucked my pen across the table. Um, no, I shouldn't do that. Um, so sticking close to Boba Fett slash Mandalorian. Um, it took me I think five episodes in now to realize that on Fear the Walking Dead strand's right hand man is Dr. Pershing from the Mandalorian
1: oh yeah, yeah,
2: well I finally I was like, now I fucking know where I've seen that guy before, yeah. yep, so um still suffering through that um because Kristen actually requests to watch it hmm. But then bitches about how bad the show is the whole time. Uh, I just uh, where am I at now? I just did the episode about L. That's that's where we're at now.
3: Just get it over with.
2: I know. I think I'm like three away. So, just trying to finish up. But, God, that went really wrong. Really wrong.
4: Really wrong. Yeah, we we stopped. Walking Dead can't come back fast enough for me. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Which I guess the trailer for that hit today. I didn't see that, but um, I guess it, uh, it it gives some interesting points on what's going to be happening. So very tense trailer is what people are saying.
1: Yeah, I'm so, I'm so disenfranchised with it that I'm just like uh, uh, I can't develop
4: the care.
2: Yeah, I, I'm definitely that way with it fear.
4: Soon. At least it'll all be over with soon, <laughs>
2: right?
1: Yeah. Looking forward to that, actually.
2: The end. <laughs> let's let's move on, Kev. You had a couple of uh, things that you wanted to touch upon, right?
1: We finished The Witcher. I was very, very happy with the end of season two. I couldn't be happier with the dream team. Very happy with how that turned out. If you guys haven't seen it, it's okay. If you have, if you have, I think you you probably seen it, so you know what I mean. Yep. I was very happy with how that turned out. Um, There's a a certain character that had to go through a process of understanding who they were, what they were there for, what what their purpose was. And they they came to that and they came around. I don't think that everybody is in the same camp as they are yet, but I hope that uh, that person continues to prove themselves because I think that that individual is a very important part of the story. Um, so I liked, I, liked where, I liked where it turned out. Um, I've, been, I've been reading a lot of uh, reviews about the show and people's thoughts about Henry Cavill, and uh, boy, there's a lot of negativity out there about him. Um, yeah. but, uh, it's really too bad because, I mean, for what it is, it's a really good show. It's, it's
3: you know, The Witcher like a- is supposed to be stoic. Yeah. And he manages to both be stoic and somehow emote like you yeah. you talked about you know I mean I think what he's doing is brilliant, and it takes a certain caliber of actor to be able to pull off that nuance of a performance
1: I agree it's the same so i I agree with you, and it's exactly what the same sort of people said about. Uh, Pedro Pascal's ability to bring out emotion underneath a helmet where Tamara Morrison couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, in the same, in the same basic environment. Um, it was, it was, it was a very, very stark contrast. Um, you know, one was very flat, one was very, you know, very obviously um, uh, involved and, you um, you could, you could feel what was going, what was going on inside of it. you could feel the conflict. You could feel the pull, you know, towards his, his, his group and his mission and, you know, something else, something greater that he understood. I mean, you could feel that in, in what he did, what he said and he did. So, I mean, Henry Cavill, so far, as far as I'm concerned, I think he's doing a great job. Um, the, the, the final, I'll just call it the final scene at the, is it a keep that they go to? Is that a keep? Yeah, yeah. Um, very interesting because I think what happens there is a bit of foreshadowing in how it all and how it all it's all going to play out at the end. So I like it. I, we liked it, Kathy, my wife. We we had a great time with it. Just just uh, really enjoyed it. We're looking forward to season three. Um, first thing she asked me is like. Just season three right and I said, oh, as far as i know so i said that season two just came out and we just finished it and i don't know how long the way it is so there we go <laughs> um but yeah no with the witcher really happy with that um and we started a new one uh station 11 on hbo heard a lot about it um a lot of good about it and most of what i heard was that people were getting very involved with the characters they were very pleased with um how how attached they were getting to the characters in the show which is something that i look something that i look for i if i can get if i can get in you know behind the characters if i can develop an interest if i can care about what happens to them and what what's going to happen to them then i want to go back and i want to see more and that and station 11 is doing that um very very interesting a lot of time hopping um it's it's i'll I'll give you a a little i don't know if if any of you guys heard about it at all
4: no no
1: okay brief very brief synopsis and you'll get this within the first few minutes of the first episode a um and uh if anybody's triggered by anything going on with covid right now i apologize in advance a new strain of flu hits and is 99 percent effective at killing off the population of the planet And the people that are left are um, are you know few in number, and we follow a few of them. And the 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 meat of the story were 20 years after the um, the the flu episode, uh, what they call post pan post pandemic. Okay. Um, So we're 20 years, and we keep looking back. So there's a little bit that goes on. Before there's a little bit during. The majority of it is after, and then looking back. So what you have to do is you have to really pay attention to the characters. You have to pay attention to what they're wearing, and they do a very good job of showing the age on some of the some of the more important characters. One of them is very easy because she's very young when it when it all happens, and she's an adult. You know, she's eight when it happens. She's you know twenty years later, so she's um, she's twenty eight when when we see her later on so it's very easy to see her age um but some of the other ones you just have to really pay attention to the the timelines to see how things are going i like i like the way they're doing it um uh it isn't the time hopping isn't so bad that it takes away from it so we're really like hbo hbo max not, not everybody has hbo so i'm sorry about that but it is really good it's really really good
3: nice I'm looking that up. That sounds right up my alley.
2: <clears throat> okay, Corbs, you got anything for streaming this week that we haven't hit?
4: <laughs> no.
0: Okay.
3: Well, well, I got, watched uh,
4: Suicide Squad last night. That's about it. I'm like, you know, a year behind.
3: So <laughs> you'll get there, buddy. You'll get there. Um, we started watching Yellow Jackets this week. Um, so I see that. Uh, since you probably yeah there's the ads for it all over the place and it's like the next it thing Um, I'll tell you this I I don't necessarily agree that it's like the best show on TV this year Um, it's really good it's like a cross between um, Lost and Lord of the Flies and with some of the flashbacks and forwards and stuff you can definitely see the Lost influence Um, it's good it's just if you're going into this expecting a typical showtime show, you know, very edgy, pushing the sex and all that kind of stuff, you know, we know what a cable drama actually is. You know, it's, you know, gritty and usually lots of boobs and dicks. Um, this show's not that because it's about a bunch of teenage soccer uh, players whose uh, plane goes down in uh, the, the, the forest. Uh, so mm-hmm. there, there, I mean there, there actually was it surprised me last night at one of the episodes they did show one of the girls topless and I'm like wouldn't people be like you know this is like a seven, supposed to be a 17 year old girl I know the act, actor isn't actually 17 but it seems like people would get mad at even portraying that mm-hmm. I don't know but other than that one scene I mean there's nothing that pushes the envelope like um, you know H, uh, HBO's Euphoria or Game of Thrones or anything like that but I will say it's it's, de- it's worth a watch. It's better than most of the shit we see on TV. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to stick the landing, but I'm, I'm interested. I definitely, I mean, I, I would, I'm not going to say I'd rather rather be watching that right now than doing the show, but if you had said, hey, we're not doing the show tonight, I wouldn't have been upset because we've got <laughs> like four more episodes to get through. Uh, nice. So definitely good. You should check it out if you have the opportunity. Outstanding. Cool. Yeah, well. Yeah, I see
4: that all the time on, on Showtime. So I've been know if I should watch it or not. So, but I guess, I mean, there's there are a lot of, you know, previews for it and ads for it and stuff like that. So,
3: if you've got Showtime, do it. Yeah. You don't think you're going to be disappointed. It's a good show. Nice. Isn't, isn't
1: one of the girls from Yellow Jackets, isn't she one of the scooter gang in Book of Boba Fett? Is she? I don't know. Did I? Did I yes. Read that? You
2: know what? I saw that in an article. I think it was the main girl. Is yeah. the main girl in the biker gang is from Yellow Jackets. I don't remember the name. Um
1: scooter gay or scooter, the scooter trash.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, Um,
1: can it, can can we just talk about how that is polarizing people right now? Yes.
2: Yeah, that and the zippers. Like we were talking about that when you ran off. Zippers? The fact that the Scooter Trash has zippers on their clothes, and that's a major faux pas in Star Wars. That's that wasn't a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: I didn't catch that.
2: Yeah, I didn't catch now it, until I saw the, the article. Right. Kill it with fire. Um, Corbs, you're gonna bring up that uh, the texting thing quick before we end this.
4: Well, uh, so. <laughs> Was it uh, Sunday yeah it Sunday night Sunday afternoon or something like that so I get this random text message Sunday afternoon and I do mean random um, from it's to three it's to two people from one person so it's from Kristen Paul's wife to me and Paul and all it simply says is Kelly and I want to go out to eat and Paul's first response was what no, it was no. Was it no? Uh, yes,
2: I started off with no. Yep.
4: So, but it was like, it was like just out of the freaking blue. So, yeah. Paul and I, you know, being the true dicks that we are, we're like, well, we'll take you to Burger King. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, no, fuck that. We'll go to McDonald's. You can supersize at McDonald's.
2: Yes. And then I, being the chivalrous one, volunteered to go to Rochester and we could go to Hooters.
4: There you go.
2: That doesn't exist, by the way. That's there's an, only in Albany no um but yeah it's, and this is this is persisting this isn't going away corbs weird no, no it's not gonna... so
4: my girlfriend today did try, i did i got got her a covid test so i brought it to her at work today after i got out of work and yeah she was still talking about it so yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, going we have to figure that we have
2: to out. make that happen <laughs>
4: so, but apparently from what you're from what my girlfriend is saying is your wife wants pasta
2: always wants pasta that's that's, and that's pasta and it.
4: wine Spaghetti warehouse,
2: spaghetti o's, and a bottle of Boone's Farms. Just
1: or that.
4: There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's not real so there's a, there's a that place that's out bad. in Southern Beach Paul, called Spaghetti Factory. Nice. So we could try that too. I mean, yeah,
2: that'd be worth I it because so I've never know. been there either.
4: I have to figure it out though because you know, yes. it shit ain't going to go away.
2: Not going away.
4: <laughs> Your wife is persistent
2: and so's your girlfriend
4: yeah
2: my <laughs> girlfriend too <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's a good stopping point guys can I uh, can I drop some wisdom nuggets here for you stay hey, with your nuggets <clears throat> an apple a day keeps anyone away if you throw it hard enough Good night, everybody and mega bite me bitches
0: this has been a geek pod network production